lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me, as is Aaron McIntyre. And if you would like to let us know what you think about what we think, email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. If you want me to lie to you, go to my Facebook page. I will be lying to you there regularly with our Facebook-approved takes. At this point, the only way I cannot get banned from Facebook is to lie because I get suspended and shadow banned for telling you the truth. So just understand I am completely lying to you. So with everything I post there, uh, just take the exact opposite until further notice of everything I'm posting there. And then you'll get to the truth. If that's too confusing for you and you just want to know what I think on social media, go to places like Twitter at Steve Day Show or MeWe Parlor Gab and Getter. You can look for me there too. You can also look for clips of the show over at rumble.com slash Steve Day show that are both free for you to sample and then free of censorship as well. Uh, We've got a jam-packed show today. Right before, though, I got on the program for you, I taped an interview with our colleague Allie Stuckey here at Blaze TV. First thing she said to me was, did you get some new glasses? Those are nice glasses. So, good opportunity for you to hear that, yes, by now you know, I did get some new glasses from our friends uh, over at Better Spectacles. They're now offering these kinds of glasses. These are authentic German engineer Rodenstock eyewear. They're available for the first time here in the U.S., whether you have a basic prescription or, you know me, I've, I, I, I can't even just have a basic vision problem. I have to have a little bit of everything. So I'm a little far-sighted, a little nearsighted, not still, though, ready for bifocals. So I had to get some, like, progressive lenses. Again, you know, I just, everything about me apparently has to be contrarian. Uh, so if you've got a problematic prescription or just a regular one, they can hook you up there at Better Spectacles uh, with the the gold standard, over 500 patents in eyewear worldwide, available here for the first time. Just go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve to schedule your teleoptical appointment at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. You don't even leave your house, and we're not talking about some kind of cheesy online company here. They're just going to give you the same award-winning opticians online that you would get if you stopped at one of their stores. So get 61% off, too, if you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve, they'll give you 61% off and free handcrafted rodent stock frames, free handcrafted rodent stock frames and 61% off your subscription or prescription. If you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve coming up on the show today at the bottom of this hour, I mean, guys, how many canards have we exposed on this show over the, especially since COVID Stan invaded. Exposed Canards is our middle name. Yes, indeed. How about one of my all-time favorites, or least favorite, depending on how you want to look at it. Remember the the CBS affiliate in L.A. last year that ran the story, 13-year-old dies uh, after COVID test or something like that was sure. the headline. And then you go to like the third paragraph and it notes that his test was negative. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, we have, I, I mean... It's it is it's a breathtaking amount of spirit of the age, demonic level deception that is happening in the culture right now. Correct. But what transpired over the weekend with Joe Rogan? And then also this story that 
Oklahoma's poison control is has seen a 70% increase in calls due to the use of ivermectin. Uh, the the fact that that people were being turned away from emergency rooms in Oklahoma because folks that were so populating them with ivermectin overdoses and poisonings. And and this went everywhere. Absolutely everywhere in legacy media. Not they, just ivermectin, the horse version yes, of it. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 nothing about the story. Literally nothing about the story. Nothing. Nothing about it is true. Drew Holden put out a tweet thread a couple days ago chronicling this in all of its demonic glory. We will have him on the show to talk about maybe the fakest of all fake news since this fake news began. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we will have one of our most favorite segments every week. It is by Seller Hold. You're going to get a full hour of it in real time because Daniel Horowitz has the week off for religious observance. So you'll get by Seller Hold for a full hour next hour here on the show. Make sure you're tuned in for that. And make sure you're tuned in for this because here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Exhaling with Vigor. Dr. Anthony Fauci and his cabal of <clears throat> medical experts have some thoughts on college football crowds. No, I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly in, if you know, outdoors is always better than indoors. But even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together, first you should be vaccinated. And when you do have congregate settings, particularly indoors, you should be wearing a mask. I just can't get over the pictures of those outdoor stadiums. Dr. Schaffner, even if, you know, these events are happening outdoors, are crowds like that safe? Oh, Anna, we wouldn't ever talk about being safe. I don't use that four-letter word. Uh, but they, these crowds do provide a risk. This Delta variant is so readily spread that even outdoors where people are cheery and enthusiastic, exhaling with vigor, if there are people infected, they can infect people around them. Catching up on some other stuff from over the weekend, the CDC finally released another seroprevalence survey. This one finds over 80% of U.S. adults have some immunity to COVID. The previous seroprevalence survey they released was back on July 4th of 2020, which found about half as much natural immunity as this latest survey. Two researchers at the Rand Corporation, along with two researchers from the University of Southern California, have performed analyses of their medical value of lockdowns. They looked at 43 countries and all states of the union and published their assessment in June as a working paper of the National Bureau for Economic Research. The report reads, quote, We failed to find that shelter-in-place policies saved lives. To the contrary, we find a positive association between shelter-in-place policies and excess deaths. We find that following the implementation of shelter-in-place policies, excess mortality increases. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, other than that, lockdowns have a wonderful singing voice. The Associated Press has issued a correction on its fear-mongering article claiming 70% of calls to the Mississippi Poison Control Hotline were about ivermectin complications. In reality, 
Only about 2% of calls were about ivermectin. Of course, that pales in comparison to the Rolling Stone article you've probably heard about, which claimed gunshot victims in Oklahoma were being shunted to the back of the ER line because overdoses on ivermectin were so prevalent. That entire story was a complete fabrication, but not before it went viral. Even Brian Stelter from CNN is admitting as much today. By the way, Rachel Maddow's tweet pimping the story has still not been labeled as misinformation by Twitter. Dr. Fauci, your thoughts? Did you ever expect that you would have, I guess, to compete with the likes of Tucker Carlson and, and Joe Rogan? Well, uh, Jim, disinformation and misinformation is really a very serious issue when it comes to a public health issue. Yes, that's Fauci bleating about medical disinformation while the crawler on CNN says Joe Rogan was taking horse medicine. The National Institutes of Health has ordered a multi-million dollar study on how COVID vaccines impact women's menstrual cycles. And now an update on the Branch Covidians in the classroom. This comes from KVVU-TV in Las Vegas. This mom of a fourth grade student at Reedham Elementary in Mountain's Edge says his substitute teacher stepped way over the line when the nine-year-old failed to properly wear his mask in class. He went to get a sip of water, forgot to put the mask on. Teacher then did not tell him to put it back on or send him to the office. She instead pulled him up in the front of the classroom in front of all of the students, and she then taped the mask across the top of his face. The mom says the sub added a second layer of tape from his nose to his forehead, and with tape still on his face, he went to the office to pick up homework he'd forgotten at home, and his dad dropped off. When he went to the office to pick up that homework is when one of the administrators noticed the tape on his face. Alarmed, that administrator took the tape off of the child and alerted the principal who went to the classroom to investigate, filling out this report. And she saw another student, who she thought was my son, with tape on their face as well. This mom later asked her son had other students also had their masks taped to their face. He said yes. It's been happening in his classroom since the beginning of the school year. And now here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez having trouble with what to call people who have babies. If they were about being pro-life, then the Republican Party would support, frankly, an agenda that helps guaranteed health care, that helps ensure that people who do give birth controlling women's bodies, controlling people who are not cisgender men. Any menstruating person and more control over, over a woman's body than that woman or that person has over themselves. The agonizing decisions that people have to make, including in cases of miscarriage, rape, and incest. Headline from Fortune magazine, why Satanists may be the last hope to take down Texas's abortion bill. Checking in on Joe Biden. That creepy fella promised to build us a Matlock Expressway. How are you going to top that, smart guy? Whoops, strong clip. Uh, you know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada. And I mean, it's just across the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. And that's what happened while we were away. Lot to process there. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Home Title Lock. Hey, how much equity do you have in your home? Don't find out the hard way. Like when you go to use it, 
access it, and it's not there because of what's called home title theft. It's one of the fastest growing crimes happening right now. In fact, that's exactly what Home Title Lock exists to help stop uh, and give you protection against this occurring to you because you won't get it for, from your homeowner's insurance nor your mortgage lender, but you can be protected from our friends at Home Title Lock. Now, here's how this goes down. First, cyber thieves will search hundreds of public databases where home titles are kept nowadays, looking for high equity homes. Next, they will pull your home's online title Title, forge your signature stating you sold your home to them on a quick claim deed and then take out loans against your equity. And often you don't find out about it until the deed is done. That's why you want to use our friends at Home Title Lock. And if you go there right now at HomeTitleLock.com, they're going to give you a free, complete title history of your home to make sure you are in the free and clear. Normally that's $100. They're going to give it to you today for free. When you go to HomeTitleLock.com, Again, that is HomeTitleLock.com. Can I just say, it's one of the least appreciated parts of what you do here, is on a daily basis, Aaron just goes, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, and then throws it to you, and you've got to be like normal grown-up dude and say, let's talk about your mortgage and pay the bills yes. for a second. So I... Yeah. You deserve a solid, a helmet sticker for that. Or, or you know, I, I awkward segues are my lone spiritual gift. Uh, one, one, one of the two, yes. Um, where to go with this montage? Because we could go, we could go quite a few places. Um, am I the only one that thinks, just again, I'm going to toss this out there. I, you know, I'm, I, I barely survived community college. Okay. Uh, and I haven't saved a bunch of money on my car insurance from a Geico, nor have I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express recently. Okay. But I'm, I'm just kind of thinking maybe that before we injected millions of women with an experimental technology that are of reproductive age, given that, you know, they kind of make sure the species goes on. I, I, I just think, and I could be wrong here. I, I, want to bring, I want to bring as much humility to the table here with this suggestion as I possibly can. Because we all know it's the science. But I, am I wrong in, in, in wondering why we didn't pursue the possibility of harming the very um, physiological process by which the human species perpetuates itself before we injected women with an experimental tech, we are now investigating the possibility of doing exactly that. You're on pretty shaky ground because not only is it the science, but I'm reliably told by Christian blue checks that Getting vaccinated is what Jesus would want you to do, Steve. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Aaron, your your wife's a nurse. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know as much of, you know, I, I'm not up on the whole scientific method, right? This is her job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Could you maybe text her and ask her if, if she knows, did anybody think about, hey, let's see if this harms people before we inject them with it. Did, did, did that possibly come up at all? Uh, was it was it contemplated? Did did anybody? I mean, these, I mean, I, listen. I don't want to question our betters. Okay. I mean, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, this is the state we're talking about here, and they, they are supreme and know all. But I just, and, and forgive my impertinence for even daring to ask uh, such a, um, a, a divisive question. But do you think maybe we could get an answer from someone who works within the science why they didn't want to find out if we were going to harm the, repro- the human reproductive system before we injected millions of people with something? You know, I, I'm guessing she'd probably, she'd probably have an answer for you. Might just not be, you know, FCC appropriate at this point. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you also think that maybe this whole uh, we don't want to be fruitful and multiply anymore isn't just a bug but a feature of this whole thing? I mean, I, and that's, I guess, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I guess, are you saying that um, a fringe benefit of COVID vaccines is you may not even have been aware of this, but you are getting an IUD implantation at the exact same time. I mean, right? Right. All right. So, I mean, hey, you know, there you go. Um, here's another question I have. So the story that you ran at the end of your montage, this has been going on in the school, the taping of, yeah. of, of kids' faces yeah. for like the whole school year? So far. Cool. Uh, I have a question. How many dads in that school are in jail right now? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a question. If that I have. teacher is not in jail, then some dads should be. Yeah. We're, we're, do, do those kids not have any dads? Is this a dadless school? They might have some dads. They don't have any fathers. They have some sperm donors, no. do they? Because uh, I got to tell y'all right now, okay? Put some tape on my kid's mask, and I am going to conveniently forget that whole turn the other cheek thing. I'm going to leave. I'm going to forget. I'm going to leave that out of my devotional that day. I'm going to take my devotional book, and I'm going to smack you upside the head with it as hard as my 260 pounds can. Hard. Don't do that. Unless you would like to find out how hard my devotional book feels up against your blockhead. Because that's what would happen if you did to my kid. Amen. Can, any, and, and can I get a witness on that? Here, here. Testify. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit okay. right now. So I, I would, I mean, I, I mean, I, the Lord chastens those whom he loves. And that is why I'm going to chasten you if you do that to my kid. Hell, I might just do it if I see you doing it to any kid, even your own, frankly. Okay. It takes a village, Steve. It does. It does. I completely believe. You know what? We've heard a lot about community spread recently. Yes. I got something we can community <laughs> spread. How about some discipline, right? Um, I, no dads. No dads in jail. No one's. No one. No dads even sent a sternly worded email. Nothing. Nothing. Here's the thing. You want? Well, man. You want to hear a proposition even worse than they're just a bunch of wimps? How many dads do you think just found this out when this story came out? They had no idea this was even going on in their kids' school. And that, that folks, that level of passivity, that's why your schools are the indoctrination centers, subsidized by you, of course. That's why they're the indoctrination centers that they currently are. Because we skipped way past a bunch of dads who could not even muster up uh, an overt testosterone-driven reaction 
to they just aren't even engaged. They, they, uh, how many of these dads probably found this out like yesterday? Most. I'm guaranteeing it's most. And I think that is actually worse than knowing and doing nothing about it, right? Being that level of a dad of disengaged from your kids' lives that you had no idea that your kid was being taped in the face and you just found out when everybody else did. Why do you think they keep saying they don't want cameras in the classrooms, guys? I mean, come on, man. It's the same reason why you wanted to put a lock on your door as a teenager. Keep the parents yeah. out, right? Yeah. That's the same thing. That it's the same reason they don't want cameras in the classrooms, to keep you out from knowing things like this. But then again, if you're not even going to notice the tape marks on your kid's face... When they come home from school, I don't know, man. Do we have do we have 16K cameras yet? That may, I mean, is there any resolution we could provide that provide could, could that could help you as men to actually pay some damn attention to your kids? Maybe. What where's that at? Where'd that take place again, Aaron? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I, I just Man, you guys are pathetic. You know what? Let me tell you whose asses need be. The dads. Let's start with them first. All right. Somebody grab a van, round up these dads, take them behind a woodshed somewhere. All right. Wake them up a little bit. And then we'll deal with the uppity teachers. Fair? Fair. Start with the dads first because they're the problem. This is all going on because you suck at being a dad. That's why. You're not a dad at all. Right. I mean, I just, that is just beyond pathetic. You did not know your kid, you either didn't know your kids' faces were being taped or you couldn't be bothered with it. And I will stop talking about it now because then I will violate some of our Blaze on air terms of service as well. Let's move on to a couple of other stories here. We're going to talk about the AP and ivermectin and all of that in detail in the next segment. But I want to add some further context on this study from the University of Southern California. You might recall this is the school that a bunch of celebrities were bribing officials to letting their kids into this school, right? Yes. Now, for those for those of us that just you know don't follow the hierarchy of academia, I, I, if you just you know like know college sports and you know about USC football for the last you know hundred years, you might have thought, what is it about this football factory that all these Hollywood stars demand? that their kids have to get into this school. What's so special about it? Similar to like the U at the University of Miami, right? They're, they were they're one of the great football mm-hmm. dynasties of, of, of yesteryear. Well, what you don't know about the U is the University of Miami is actually a very exclusive private school, similar to Duke. You know them, a lot of the public, you know, the front porch is Duke basketball and Mike Krzyzewski, right? Well, what you don't know is Duke, again, is a very elite private school. It's the number three rated medical school in America. Here's what you also don't know about USC. It is also a very elite private school. In fact, it is rated one of the top 25 overall universities in the United States of America last year. Top 25 overall in the entire country. So it's not just some football factory. This is an elite academic institution too. And what its study found... When it looked at our lockdowns, is it made not only no reasonable dent whatsoever in mitigating against COVID, 
But actually, when you look at the downside of it, the very first question we ever asked about this last year, is the cure worse than the disease? What is the downside of denying weeks and months of cancer screenings, mental health screenings, hell, AA meetings? We all have a friend of ours in this audience who lost one of his best friends last year because AA was his lifeline to his sobriety, and that was all taken away. Then he ended up taking his own life. When they looked at all of this over at USC, you know what they found? It not only didn't save lives, it ended up costing lives when you look at the totality of this policy. And this brings me to the data point that I shared with you yesterday. According to the World Health Organization's own dashboard of COVID deaths in the United States of America, we had more people die, 634 more people died with COVID in August of 2021 than died in August of 2020. Now, some of you have come at me asking, saying, well, hey, look at the case count. The case fatality rate is so much lower, and it is. We actually have 3 million more cases in the United States this August than we did last August. Here's why I didn't include that. A, we don't really know what the case fatality rate is for COVID because we just got our first seroprevalence data from the CDC in a year last week. And lo and behold, it found 80% of Americans had some level of immunity and there, because of natural immunity that it didn't catch. And there were twice as much natural immunity or cases uncalled or, un, or unconfirmed by testing than they previously had counted. That means your R ratio or the ratio that determines the spread of the virus, we don't really know what it is. Because they have not been doing updated seroprevalence data this entire time. And the seroprevalence data they provided us on July 4th weekend of last year was actually taken at the end of April and beginning of May. So that data was over a month old by the time we got it. And it's been a year since they've given us more. Furthermore, I can make any numbers do anything. I can fudge absolutely anything. You know what number I really can't fudge? Deaths. Total all-cause mortality. I really can't fudge that. Every nation on earth takes a census. Nowadays, they update them every year or every other year with their own projections, actually. Someone's either in the obits or they're not. Can't hide that. You either lost a loved one or you didn't. We got all these celebrities now. John Calipari, the Kentucky coach yesterday. Hey, I had a breakthrough case, but thanks to my vaccine, it wasn't serious. How do you know that? You don't. The overwhelming majority of cases from the beginning of this have been asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. That was true before we had vaccines. So if how do you know? How does anybody who had a breakthrough case know that the reason it didn't become severe is because they got vaccinated? We would laugh at somebody who flipped the paradigm, right? Hey guys, I didn't get a serious I, I, I didn't get a serious case. So I, don't, I didn't have to get vaccinated. We laugh and scoff at them, right? Yes. So why doesn't the other side of the inverse equa- of the equation work? Because these are fallacies. That's why. We don't know that. Especially when you're telling me 80% of the population has some form of immunity. And oh, by the way, now they want to acknowledge natural immunity. Finally. 
But in the end, the only number you really can't fudge is all-cause mortality. In the end, to me, that's, that's the one ring to rule them all. That's the one stat to rule them all. And in the month of August, we saw more people die with COVID than we saw last year. And that is with far higher natural immunity and 190 million Americans receiving at least one injection. And now we have one of the top universities in the country studying lockdowns. You know what they found? It actually did more damage than good. Therefore, it didn't do any good. It just did damage. Because lockdowns don't work, but they do kill. And they were the dumbest, most immoral policy, at the very least, since the Emancipation Proclamation or Plessy versus Ferguson if not in the entire history of Western civilization. But as we learned in Chinese today, other than that, they had a wonderful singing voice. All right, when we come back here in a few minutes, we have laid out for you layers upon layers of fake news and panic porn that we have debunked and deconstructed in in seconds, if not minutes. But what transpired over the weekend might be the worst of them all yet. Drew Holden has done a phenomenal job debunking it, and he will join us here on the program when we return. talking about rough greens for quite a while here on the show by now you know it is the supplement powder that you mix in with your pet's food uh, because it puts all the vitamins minerals nutrients pre probiotics antioxidants that were likely stripped out of your food or your dog's food at the uh, at the at the factory for the same reason they strip that stuff out of a lot of our foods these days mass distribution consumption that's why we're taking so many supplements to put that stuff back into our diet well now there is one for your pet but you might be wondering Hey, how do I know my dog's going to like this stuff? You know what? Good question. That's why we're going to give you this first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. Bag is on us. Now, you pony up for the shipping, which is just a couple of bucks. That way, you've got some skin in the game so we don't just send you a free bag and then it never gets opened. You try it. But we'll give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in 14 days or less. When you go to roughgreens.com for R-U-F-F for Rough Greens, that's how they spell it over there, roughgreens.com, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. And remember, that first 14-day Jumpstart bag is free. You just pay for the shipping at roughgreens.com. Well, I mean, I just, the amount of fake news, panic porn, that we have unearthed and debunked on this show over the course of the last 18 months is, and I use this term on purpose, legion. That being said, over the Labor Day weekend, I might have seen the one fake news panic porn to rule them all. And our guest here today, Drew Holden, has done a phenomenal Twitter thread, unlocking and deconstructing this. And Drew, it's good to see you again, man. How are you? Steve, great to see you. Appreciate having me back on. Uh, I'm I'm good. I feel like my my mental health might be hanging on by a thread after looking at all these takes. But <laughs> I mean, I'm here. I'm back. All right. So let's start with what the claimed story was, Drew. What was the claimed story? 
Sure. So the original story, as reported, uh, both there's a local outlet, KFOR, and then a handful of other national outlets, was that there were so many ivermectin overdoses. Uh, ivermectin is a medication that's used to treat a bunch of conditions, including coronavirus. Um, there's also an animal version that people apparently have been taking, supposedly. Um, that there were so many people who had overdosed from ivermectin in rural Oklahoma hospitals that they were turning away gunshot patients. People were coming up with wounds in them and they couldn't get a bed in these rural Oklahoma hospitals because people had been overdosing using all of these beds uh, and having a bad response to a medicine. Is what the so the was. first sign that we that this might have been a, a, a fake news story is at least if you're going to do this, go with a Chicago hospital <laughs> system where we right. all understand they have this level of demand of gunshot victims. OK, yep. but the idea that this many people in rural Oklahoma get blown away on, uh -huh. on a given weekend that they overrun the poor ERs in the hospitals exactly. there. That should have been maybe the first sign that perhaps this isn't on the up and up. So go ahead and continue from there. Yes. You you would think so, right? You know, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine who mentioned, you know, if this were in Baltimore, perhaps right. this might make a little right. more sense, right? Places yeah. where we know there are a lot of gunshot wounds. Um, so that's the, the one case that doesn't exactly check out, to put it mildly. But I think the other case that's really kind of incredible when you think about it is, there have been, I think it's like 500 cases of people who've overdosed of iver ivermectin across the country. That's that's a, according to, to poison control, right? That could be anything from, I, I call poison control because my tummy is upset after taking my medication to someone actually taking medicine that was intended for a horse and the dosage intended for a horse. They show up in the ER. But the idea that there could be so many people, so many people who have made this mistake that they are flooding and so many people in the same area that they are flooding a hospital's ICU beds, that they, they can't possibly treat people with life-threatening injuries. Like, like Steve, I remember I looked I can't, at it. I cannot discuss this story happened. even with a straight face, Drew. I just, I can't. I tried so hard. And listen, I didn't I didn't tweet about it when it first happened. I think I had one tweet where I was like, I don't know, this seems pretty thinly sourced. Because the other thing too, really that jumps off the page to me is, if this were true, right? If this were happening, my goodness, you would not have to dig very far to get mm -hmm. people who can confirm it. I don't know, I've never been shot, but if I did get shot and I ended up in the ER and I got turned away by the hospital because all of these people were lying around yes. overdosing on medicine, I would probably be like, oh man, I hope someone asked me a question about this. Nobody tweeted a photo it. of a loved one bleeding out in the ER because sorry hey. kids, horse dewormer is occupying all the ICU beds. No one complained. Yeah. You would think someone might, right? If that were my loved one, I might have a thing or two to say about the, the about the people who I was sharing this hospital with. And it just, it, it beggared belief in so many different directions that when the story came out, I was like, man, if this were only two thirds or even one third what it claims to be, mm -hmm. it would be suspicious. And the fact that they put all, it was like a Mad Libs version of, of insane fake news. <laughs> it, was, it was mind blowing. So let, how did we know, what, what, what eventually and officially debunked this story? Sure. So this guy, uh, the, the individual doctors associated with a couple of different hospitals, one of them, I think pretty quickly too, is in, within about 24 hours, put out a statement that not only wasn't, hey, this isn't happening. Not only was it, hey, our hospital beds aren't overflowing. The hospital that he is publicly affiliated with, when you go to his U.S. News and World Report doctor page, says, we have not seen any cases of people who have overdosed on ivermectin. Not we're not flooded, not we're beyond. So capacity. just a bit outside, just a bit outside. Just, yes, it just, a, just a teeny tiny bit. Right. They come out and say, we have not seen any of these cases as a, a leading hospital in in this rural part 
uh, of Oklahoma. And there have been some other hospitals that have come out and say, we've seen a couple ivermectin patients, yada, yada, yada. But I think what really killed me, what really got me, so for some reason that really defies belief, the Rolling Stone story is still up. They've changed the headline. They've, they've changed some of the context. They've added a couple of updates. But my favorite one of the updates that they bring out is that they've talked to the hospitals and that while we can't be certain what the number of local ivermectin overdoses are, that there is no reason to believe that that would be causing hospital bed shortages. The entire premise of the original piece they have now added as an addendum, as an update, isn't true, isn't the case. Did they include at the end of their story over there at the, the Rolling Stone a link to, and now for our thoughts on the Duke lacrosse team, did they put a link to that at the end exactly. of the piece maybe, Drew? Yeah, you, you would think, right, and this is what, you know, somebody made a really good point. I, I don't remember who it was, but you would think of all outlets, a place like Rolling Stone, who has been burned repeatedly, right? This is the UVA gang rape story kind of come to roost all mm -hmm. over again. You would think that eventually media outlets, if they've been burned by running with something that turned out not just to be kind of off the mark, but really a fabrication, that they would start to learn this lesson eventually, that places would start to say, oh, I don't know if we're going to if we're going to write up a whole story on this. Maybe we should do a tiny bit of due diligence because we could get some real blowback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this is at least the third time in recent memory where they have been completely eviscerated by the facts that eventually come out and not in a way that's even controversial, right? This isn't, this isn't the Russiagate stuff where like, yeah, there are still people who believe some loony conspiracy theories, but eh, who knows, maybe we'll never get truly to the bottom of all of it. Like this is something where it's really cut and dry. What they said was wrong. And all they would have to do would have been picked up the phone and make a couple of phone calls and they could have figured this one out. This tumor metastasized quickly, right? How, give us an idea of, of how many media figures platforms ended up running with this story just on its face. Yeah. So um, after the original story, so we got Rolling Stone is really the first national outlet to pick it up. From there, it, it really jumped. We had the New York Daily News write a story about it. We had the Hill write a story about it. Um, there are a couple other kind of smaller national outlets, but really the group who, who takes the cake on this was MSNBC. They had multiple segments on it. They had multiple talking heads. Oh so Rachel Maddow had a, had a tweet about it that had like 10,000 retweets or something insane, right? And so she really was the one who blew this story up. But then, um, you know, they, they've got this guy, was it Brian Tyler Cohen, I think is his name. He's got his own show there. The, the name I've the never even heard called, that name before. I don't even know who that is. Me either. I always just kind of assumed that he was like an annoying kind of presence and like talking head on Twitter. But I, I guess he's got a show on MSNBC. Like, I, I don't know which came first on those things. Okay. He, he's got a show. Um, what's I'm living proof they give everybody a show these days so go ahead Darren. go ahead yeah. um the name of his show is no lie which is <laughs> ironically <laughs> like, I, I don't know his, his the name of his show on msnbc is no lie and he did a whole segment about this story that was a lie i mean it's it, it, it multiple day news cycle until finally some information starts to come out and even Rolling Stone is like, Ooh, okay, this is definitely not true. MSNBC, for all I know, will have a story about it tonight. I mean, they're, they're the believers. They're the real ones. <laughs> what does this tell us? I mean, this is, so Ivermectin at this point just might as well be named Michael Evanati. Uh, yeah. No vetting whatsoever. It fits it, anything. It fits our narrative. We just run with it and give it yeah. every platform that we possibly could on the air. I, I, I mean, what is this? I, I was going to ask you, what does this tell us about 
the culture of legacy media, but we already, all of us, we already knew all of this, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think you're right, right? And I think in a, a couple of ways, it really does put the, excla the exclamation point on the end of this and saying, look, if you are a national outlet, there are people who are paying attention to the things that you're saying. And so I, you know, I, I'm a little bit of a happy warrior, I think, sometimes on a lot of this stuff. And so my hope, uh, probably vain, probably a little bit naive, but my hope is that at least people will step back and say, oh, wow, we can actually get, like, we can get taken to task really quickly on some of this stuff if we really do fail to fact check. But listen, at the end of the day, Rolling Stone doesn't have to give those clicks back, right? Their, their ads are going to be mm -hmm. worth more because they ran the story in the first place. And so uh, unfortunately, I think what it really tells us is the incentives are so broken, are, are really fundamentally so broken in legacy media that it is more profitable for them to tell a lie, even if it goes bunk very, very quickly, right. than it is to invest the time and energy uh, and the intellectual capital, I think, to be able to figure out whether or not it's true. Yeah, to me, this is what you just said there, I think, is, 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 is vitally important to highlight, Drew, which is... We're, we're beyond biased media. I mean, it was, it was 2015. I had a features reporter from the New York Times in my home for like a week in my office. They were doing a cover story for their Sunday magazine on me and my influence mm -hmm. in the Iowa caucuses. And, um, and, and right. every question they asked was from a left-wing vantage point. But, sure. but, but my quotes were accurate. They, yeah. they, they shared my life story, my biography accurately. And, you know, I'm proud enough of the story. I've got it framed up, you know, in my, yeah. in my office at home. I, there's, there, this isn't bias. We're talking about malevolence, malfeasance now. We're not talking about I'm coming at you from my own point of view, but I will still treat you fairly while presenting you within the, the confines of my worldview. That is a bias. We're talking about right. flat-out malfeasance. I'm, I'm not interested in even what the objective information or truth of anything is. Right. We, we just don't care. Anything that affirms the narrative we want to push, we're just going to run with it faster than you can say Michael Avenatti. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there's, you know, one of the things that I think really kind of stood out to me pretty darkly about this story is there are also consequences, right? This, is, this isn't a matter of like a, a, a broad discussion and debate. Like, We've got, we've got national and, and certainly local reporting saying, don't go to this hospital. They don't have any beds, right? Like if you're, if you're someone who needs to go right. to the hospital, that is really problematic. Yes, it is. Do you know how many times we've had, we've had people true. pretending to be nurses or doctors? My hospital's overloaded. It's mm -hmm. overloaded, yeah. overloaded. Somebody jumps on the damn hospital dashboard and shows like 40% of their beds are still available. I cannot even tell exactly. you how many times that has happened the last 18 months. Yeah, exactly, because it sells, right? You you, know, you talked, I think, at the, at the opener about how there's this, there's kind of this panic porn that still continues to exist around this pandemic, and you, you saw so many outlets get so many views and so many clicks and so much engagement for these stories that are, you know, maybe on their face heartwarming, but probably not really true when it when it comes to the uh, hospitals and, and what's going on in them and the burdens on uh, on workers and things like that, and you still see them trying to really twist on so many of these points. And they, they know, I think really a big part of it too is they know that it doesn't matter if it's true, mm -hmm. right? As long as it fits the talking points, yep. it's going to get picked up. It's going to be front page news. It's going to get talked about on Twitter. There's going to be people sitting at home who hear their perspective and hear their talking points and think, oh, I am right. That will keep happening, right? All the incentives are aligned such that that will unfortunately keep happening because there are people who are getting paid as a result of it. Key phrase he said there, folks, it doesn't matter anymore if it's true. Drew, if people want to follow what you do, how can they do that? 
Yeah, so see, the best way to find me is, is still on Twitter. It's just Drew Holden 360. Uh, I'll, I'll ram together there on Twitter. I've been meaning to build a website. I haven't got around to it, but I, I, I promise it's on my to-do list. Well, great stuff, uh, and you did phenomenal work. And, of course, you know, people like me have to walk on eggshells on these social media platforms all the time. None of these people will ever get pinged or anything for distributing or disseminating fake news or anything of that nature. So there's the double standard there again as well. Drew, great stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. Steve, pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me. You bet. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, in real time this weekend, a colleague of mine, a uh, former colleague of mine at the Des Moines Register, younger, uh, now out of the journalism game, just graduated from law school. He's not dumb. He's a smart guy. He's an accomplished guy. He's a capable guy. Mm-hmm. But he started on this stupid horse pace thing. And I am, okay, and I'm giving him all the links that are quickly hit. He doesn't care. Doesn't to care. your point. Right. Yeah. I've I've spent time socially with this guy had beers with this guy he's so drunk on the spirit of the age that's 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 it yeah it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it, this it drug really ivermectin because... won the nobel prize in 2015 right. it is one of the wonder drugs of the 21st century hundreds of millions of human beings have taken ivermectin for a variety of ailments parasitic ailments like river blindness and other things all over the world Okay, many drugs that you and I use nowadays are actually repurposed when they found that they actually don't just work for their original intended use, but for other things as well. Okay, the idea that this is strictly horse paste, that it is only first of all, we give animals antibiotics too. are you going to McDonald's to eat today? Really? Going to grab a burger at McDonald's through the drive through you enjoy your antibiotic sandwich. Because they fed those cows quite a bit of them before you uh, before you chomp down on that meat, okay? But th- so th- this entire premise is flawed to yes. begin with. But factually, it's just not true. Hundreds of millions of people on this planet have been injected, or I'm sorry, have ingested ivermectin. It is a wonder drug. Now we can debate its efficacy when it comes to COVID, and you and you need to take it if you're going to try it. If you go to a place like America's Frontline Doctors, they'll give it to you as part of a cocktail, not just a singular use, probably. Okay, but we cannot debate its its accomplishments nor yeah. its safety. Yeah. That is a matter of record, including the highest award we give for scientific achievement here on this third rock from the sun, the Nobel Prize. And irony of ironies, did you see that the big pharma was talking about these? Pills that they would send out to which sound an awful lot like ivermectin well, and hydroxychloroquine. They at the ingredients. Guess what's in them, Steve? Uh, don't tell me. It's pretty much it's ivermectin. Yeah. It's in it. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, I mean the CDC. I'm sure you guys have seen this on their own website. On the CDC's own website, in basically eighty uh, percent of the world that we receive refugees from, what's one of the things that the CDC itself recommends those refugees coming to America take? There it is. Before they actually get here, this is from the CDC's own website. Yes. It's horse paste. I mean, ivermectin. I, I don't, I, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's, that's basically, that's basically the moral of this story here mm-hmm. with the Rolling Stone thing. Just evil. Hour two is next. And 
we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Look for us on Facebook, where I will lie to you with our Facebook-approved takes. Follow me on Twitter, at Steve Day Show, and you can also look for me on MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter where we are free of censorship on those platforms as well as on rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's where you need to go if you want to get clips of the show. Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you're a podcast listener, thank you. You have played a major part in the ongoing uh, growth of this program. Please, if you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star review if you like us and hit the subscribe or follow button there on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already. We appreciate each and every one. And we also appreciate premium quality earbuds like what they make over at Raycon. If you need a pair of wireless earbuds to take you from conference calls to solo work to Zoom meetings or maybe just that bike ride or working out, working out, Raycon's E85 work earbuds, they are a game changer. They aren't just great for work. They're perfect for anytime, anywhere, when you think you need some great audio, whether it's listening to music or podcasts like this one. Uh, they've got a six microphone system that cuts down on environmental noise and ensures your voice is crystal clear on calls. I've, I've got a pair of these. I tested these out. It absolutely cuts down on noise. If anything, it cut it down so much, I had to be more mindful of my surroundings. It cut down the, the noise so much. All right, there's also an, an active noise canceling for maximum focus or ambient mode for when you need to still kind of hear the world around you. Plus, they boast a 32-hour battery life as well as a 45-day return policy. So if you want to get the coolest earbuds out there, buy Raycon R-A-Y-C-O-N, as in Nancy. Buyraycon.com slash Steve is where you can go to get 15% off of your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Steve to get 15% off today at Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash Steve. Well, let's get to it. We've got a full hour of zany hijinks awaiting you. It is one of our more popular segments each and every week. And it is called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Aaron will present with a lot of help from his friends. That would be you in the audience. We'll present to Todd and myself a series of predictions or statements, lists, comparisons, what have you. Well, then you would have a series of statements, comparisons, predictions. I always wonder why people say what have you. That just means you just repeated what you just said, right? I'll buy that. Okay, thank you. Uh, so whatever they are, uh, he will present them to Todd and I. You and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? And then maybe, if you're lucky, we might even have a good reason, or in my case, 12, why I made this decision. Uh, and then once per episode, you will be permitted to put a hold on a proposition. But if it is for any reason other than, holy cow, that's weak sauce. And you should be ashamed for even asking me to comment. You will be in charge of plucking out Lindsey Graham's nose hairs before his next appearance on Sean Hannity, which is probably tonight. Todd? There will be no holds. There will be no holds. All right. Did you think, did you think when I mentioned to you during the montage that I was joking about what we're about to do next, Steve? It is time for Abe, Joe, or Hold. (laughs) 
We are going to really do this. Abe Simpson from The Simpsons, also known as Grandpa Simpsons, <laughs> Joe Biden, or Hold. You got to determine. I have nine quotes here. You have to determine if it's Abe, if it's Joe, or you don't know, but there are going to be no holds today, as as Todd said. You are know, the you- last time we did this, it was Thanos or Margaret Sanger, and mm-hmm. I, I I just kind of feel like that was a a higher level of conversation than the one we are probably about yep. to have. Fair, yeah. fair. Okay. And I tried to make these as hard as possible, so I went back and found some older quotes of of Joe Biden or not. It's up to you to determine. Okay. First, uh, first quote is this: Abe, Joe, or are you holding? What are you cackling at, fatty? Too much pie. That's your problem. <laughs> Joe. That sounds like a Joe right after he challenges you to push-ups. Yeah, that's Abe Simpson. Oh, uh, okay. Next one. Uh, there's an interesting story behind this nickel. In 1957, I remember it was, I got up in the morning and made myself a piece of toast. I set the toaster to three, medium brown. <laughs> Abe. That has to be Abe. That is Abe. Next that's one. That's that's yeah. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, I love that. Uh, next one. His mom lived in Long Island for 10 years or so. God rest her soul. Although she's, your mom's still alive. It was your dad that passed. God bless her soul. I got to get this straight. Joe. That's got to be Joe. That is Joe. Well yes. done. Yes, that's got to be At Joe. 2010 St. Patrick's Day reception for Irish Prime Minister Who was the guy? Cohen. Who was the guy in the wheelchair? Chuck. Stand up, Chuck. Oh, gosh. Never mind. Stand up for Chuck. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, next quote. If I had intended to cheat, would I have been so stupid? That's Joe. That, isn't it? I'm really, whoa, I could see that going either way. I'm going to go with Joe. That is Joe. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, next one. The important thing is that I had an onion tied to my belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's got to be Abe. That is Abe. Um, in 1957, I saw him turn the Secretary of Agriculture into the Secretary of the Interior. It was hell on their wives, but it sure brought the corn prices down. <laughs> Joe. That's got to be Joe. Oh, that's Abe. Is it? Yeah. I really thought that was Joe. <laughs> uh, let's see. Three-letter words. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Okay, that's yeah. That's, that's got to be Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one, second to last one. I don't ride side. Uh, I don't ride side saddle. I'm as straight as a submarine. Joe, th- th- I'm gonna say Abe. That's Abe. Is it Abe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. You can't go to a Seven Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. That's Joe. That's Joe. That Joe. Yeah. That's Joe. I remember Joe. that one. Yeah. What that, do you think of that? That is. <laughs> I, that's that was a phenomenal five minutes of broadcasting. That's what that was. That was a phenomenal five minutes. My personal highlight of the day just occurred. Thank you. I enjoyed that immensely. We will move on to listener submissions. The evangelical norm has this list of the top ten greatest football players to never win a Super Bowl. Uh, we'll go these with these fairly quickly. Number ten, Merlin Olson. Okay, I got to stop because I've looked at the rest of the list. We're okay. going to do this really quickly. I have to stop. <laughs> All right. That's the show. Look at, wait, wait till we get to the rest of, uh, rest of the list, but we started with Merlin Olsen. Really? Yeah, there's no Jamal Charles on I mean, here. There's no, first of all, if you're going to go to the fearsome force, you have to go to Deacon Jones, who actually, if we had had a sack record, see the sack record didn't, we didn't keep track of sacks, I think, until like 79, 80, 81. 
if we kept track of sacks when Deacon Jones right. played, he'd have set every record. So you didn't even pick the right member of the fearsome foursome. Now, the rest of this list looks pretty good, but we started with Merlin. What did you, did you like Little House on the Prairie? Or you loved him and Dick Enberg on Sundays on NBC? You started with Merlin Olsen? To do you this, started there? To All fine, but to do this quickly, the answer could have just been sell. <laughs> Correct. All right. Uh, let's just go to the top five, maybe. Number- <laughs> the rest of the list is really good. Although we okay. Get to like, now, you don't put because- Dick Butkus ahead of, you don't put Tim Brown ahead of Dick Butkus, guys. Okay. You don't put Tim Brown ahead of Earl Campbell or even Eric Dickerson, frankly. But the list, the, the other nine names, wrong order, but the other nine names are okay. But you don't put Merlin Olsen on the list instead of like Deacon Jones. First of all, Merlin Olsen played a lot of his career in a pre Super Bowl era. Okay, so uh, no. Aaron, no. what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. Evangelical <laughs> Norm put a lot of time, blood, sweat, Did I and just tears absolutely this, just yeah. uh, DDT yeah. ev- the Evangelical Norm? Yeah. I'm not sorry, Norm. Okay. No, you're not. Moving on, Jim Bicknell says Lindsey Graham has a better chance of getting to the bottom of his Tinder date live on Hannity than Fauci has of actually being held responsible for his actions. And considering he only has grinder dates and doesn't mm. even have dates on Tinder. That tells you how low those odds probably are. So I will buy. Yes. yes. Next up, we go to the top 10 guy. Mo- We've got a lot of lists. I think a-, a lot of people are looking for distractions this week. Top 10 guy movies of all time in no order. Gladiator. Bye. Bye. Rapid, rapid fire here. Braveheart. Bye. Bye. Die Hard. Bye. Bye. Terminator. Two. Terminator 2. Two, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll buy it. I can buy that, yeah. Patton. Bye. Bye. The Rock. Bye. Face Off. Uh, uh, <laughs> ever? Yeah. Sell. I like. I mean, I like The Rock and Face Off, but all-time guy movies ever. No, sell. I'll. Uh, se- I will sell on Face Off. I'll uh, buy The Rock. Number three hundred. Yes, three hundred is a buy. Yeah. The Guns of Navarone. I've honestly. I don't, I don't think I've, I've ever seen it. I've, seen I've heard it. of it, but I've never seen it. Con Air. I'll sell. Oh, I'm a buy. Would I you, freaking love that movie. Would you, I, it's good. I, just, I love that movie. That is that is '90s schlock. At its absolute it's true. finest. It is yes. true. Would yes. you like to know how many of these movies I have seen? Um, the answer is no. You know the... Have you seen none of them? Uh, no, I, I've seen a, a minority of them, though. Okay. You know the weirdest thing about Con Air? Hmm. John Cusack is in it. I know. He's the hero, actually. How did he's, he... the, he's the co-hero. Him and Nick Cage. Yeah. How did he decide to... I mean, he's like all kind of esoteric, yeah. high-fidelity... Because every now and then, you know, Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Got to pay the rent, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just talk about global warming all the time. I mean, Cyrus, John Malkovich. Yeah. Indie, 90s indie actor, award winning, you know, icon, freaking played Cyrus the Virus in a 90s schlock. That's how good Con Air is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we will go to Jenna Norman. The healthcare system will collapse in New York when they fire all the unvaccinated employees on September 27th. I am by to some well, coll- collapse I, is a strong lo- word. Yes, I'm using it loosely enough, but it it will. What is the loose connotation things. of collapse? Um, <laughs> Can you help me with that? What is a loose one? It kind of collapsed, yeah, but didn't really. Yeah. We're kind of just dangling here. Yes. Yeah, but but, I, it, but I, it will. I, I think collapse is going too far. But the spirit of what Jenna is writing, I'll buy. 
Because we're, we are heading towards a confrontation here, yes. whether it's police departments, fire departments, first responders, and now, of course, medical professionals all over the country. We are we are coming to that fork in the yes. road we got to take, Yogi. Yeah. And again, people keep saying out loud, don't they realize if they, these nurses, they're going to get mad? They won't be able to uh, keep their doors open? We're not in a bug territory. We're in a feature territory. You got to start thinking about how much they hate you, how much they want this collapse, because then they'll be the ones, big daddy government, coming in and picking all the pieces up, or at least trying to. Hmm. Moving on, we will go to Hank Reardon. Ohio State will lose two games during the regular season and miss the playoffs. Sounds fun. I'll buy. Uh, I, I have to sell, because here's the thing. You have to, unless you turn them over, like three times you're going to have to score at least 38 at least that's the that's like when you ante up to the poker table that's the price of getting to play in the game you have to go in there and ask you and say we have to score 38 points here potentially today again unless you have like a weather event which can happen in our part of the country Mm -hmm. right or it's a and and there's actually higher odds of this happening than maybe a lot of people want to consider, and here's why. It's just simply numbers. Ryan Day's never lost a regular season game. He's in his third yeah. season. The odd that you'll the odds that of course with more with with more volume is more variance, right? Yeah. The odds that eventually he'll end up on the wrong side of, of of the of the flukiness of a sport with an oblong ball a couple of times is eventually going to occur, right? Mm-hmm. But twice so you have to ask yourself, who on their schedule could put up? Because I don't think their defense is great, and it wasn't good last year. But they, they got to the national championship game despite having the worst scoring defense in school history. So that tells you that this is not this is a different kind of Ohio State than what you saw under Jim Tressel and Woody Hayes and everybody mm-hmm. else. So who on their schedule, if, if weather's not a factor, who do you think has the firepower even against a, a maybe better than average Ohio State defense? That can put up 38. Who could do that? Like, I don't think Penn State could do that. Okay. Um, I think Oregon could potentially do that. The problem is they're going to be without their two best defensive players, it looks like, on Saturday. And that's a, is that a problem? It is. That could be a problem. Yeah. So who else on their schedule could do that? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, um, uh, you know, Michigan's offense showed more explosiveness than we've seen in several the last several years under Harbaugh, but it was a MAC team. It was one game. I think, you know, we'll know the answer to that question by the time they play at the end of November, but we can't sit here and say right now that you think Michigan could do that. So who on their schedule could do that? Because, okay, I'll give you a fluke loss somewhere with the oblong ball, like a Saturday night against Purdue with Urban Meyer a couple of years ago, right? Or, uh, or Iowa City that day, okay? So... I'll give you one, but two, I don't see two. I will sell. Next, we will go to our Aaron Carney, who says, at some point in the next 10 years or so, we will hear someone make the conservative case for the social credit system. Uh, I, I'm going to sell because this ain't going to take 10 years. Okay. I mean, this is going to happen in about 10 minutes. All right. They're doing it right now. With the, that's what the vaccine passport yes, is. That's exactly why I'm saying Somebody it. Somebody typing yes. right now. It is not me. Oh, no, that's oh, that's David French typing that right yeah. now. Oh, so, yeah. nice. Yes. In fact, I was actually going to say he's already writing the column. I just didn't want to say his name. So I, did, I just, 
I, I tucked that one away. But yeah, this is all of the, the masking. Like I said last summer, forced masking was a setup for forced vaccination. Didn't we say this on the show last year? Right. This is all leading to this culmination here of a social credit system. Yeah. So variations of this theme have already been written by people already making the conservative cases for all these other virtue signals and impositions. And we laughed at the show with Drew Holden, no lie. Jonah Goldberg wrote a book called Liberal Fascism. And now we're like, the social credit is clearly what these guys were all about all along. They love being in the club. They love the blue check. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be around the hoi polloi. They don't like it. Steve said it for how many years? They don't like you. I remember. I, I remember caucus night 2008. And okay. I, I know I've told you this story before. I don't know if I've ever told this one on the air. And um, Byron York, this is how I got to know Byron York, who's now with the Washington Examiner. And I spent a lot of time with him during that caucus cycle. And uh, he came into my studio on a few occasions while I interviewed presidential candidates. That was the first time I'd ever been through a presidential cycle as a talk show host. And that's the one where, for my show, I just went all in on Mitt Romney's awful record as governor of Massachusetts and in support of Mike Huckabee. And I remember on caucus night, and of course, National Review did a cover story endorsing Romney, that he was the next Reagan and everything else. And uh, guys like Matt Lewis uh, called me an anti-Mormon bigot simply for just vetting the record of the bills that the guy. And that's when I knew I was right. All right? When, they, when, they, when they play those cards, it's the same thing when you play when leftists go to those cards. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they go to those cards when they cannot defend on the merits the argument that you're making. Okay. But you also knew you were right when you said, I will quit my job yes. if you can prove one I, thing I, I said yeah. is In wrong. fact, I brought Matt Lewis actually on the show at that time. And I said, Matt, I will quit my job if you can point out to me anything wrong about Mitt Romney's record that I've stated uh, that's not factually true. I'll quit. I'm done. I'll be done here if I lied. Couldn't do it because there was never anything that I said wrong. Okay. Um, on caucus night, I'm at Huckabee's celebration that evening and Byron York walked up to me. And he said, so, I mean, this is a big upset, not just that Huckabee won, but by the margin. He won by like nine points. He's like, what's, uh, what's the message here? And I looked at Byron York, and, you know, I, I was a little younger, a little ornerier back then. And I looked at him, and I said, the message is you can go back to your board at National Review and Sean Hannity and the rest of these guys, who you guys have gotten a lot of uh, very uppity. You guys think that you're the ones who tell us in the grassroots what to think. When really we're the ones that 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 listen to your shows and subscribe to your publications, you're nothing without us. We will tell you what we think, and you guys don't get aren't going to get away any longer with shoving this crap sandwich down our throats uh, and calling it uh, second breakfast. You guys, you can take that back. That's my message. Needless to say, I didn't get quoted on that. Okay, but this is a long-standing presupposition. And, and it's just all getting exposed now. Mm-hmm. But this has been around for a long, long time. This is where guys like Romney and McCain come from. They're, they're manifestations of this machine. Yes. Next up, John Baxter says, Steve will be asked to be the guest picker for this week's college game day, Iowa versus Iowa State, before he's asked to speak at CPAC. Wow. Now that... That's an interesting proposition. I will. I would sell on that, except for the fact that there's this little movie coming out. And if that 
does all right. Who knows? Maybe next year this time. Yeah. Maybe. I. Man, I. Wow. I, I guess. Buy it because you want it to be true. Well, frankly, I'd, I'd rather be the guest picker on yeah, College Game this Day. this is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll buy it on, the, on those Speak grounds. Speak it into yes. existence. Yeah. Having been both to a, a live airing of College Game Day on a campus site, I actually, back in my sports media career, we did locally for local statewide television here in Iowa, uh, me and a good friend of mine who was a Hawkeye broadcaster, we did a statewide live presentation on set, uh, on site at Jack Tri Stadium for the 2005 Iowa Iowa State game, and um, uh, and that was so much fun. So having been to several CPACs, having been at a college game when game day was doing it live, and then done my own version of a college game day, I'd much rather be on the set of College Game Day than um, this CPAC. Is, this is the the DVD. Yes, actually. it's been yeah. sticking out of this computer for like two years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I've been. I was. I was going to watch that the other day, and I, I couldn't find the CD or the DVD. Yeah, now I'm not I know sure where why it is. You brought it in. I, I was supposed to do something with it that I. I never should maybe. You should maybe. Should you? Po- can you pop that on? Can it? Can can it? Can not, the audience no, see it? Okay. No, I can't. I'm All sorry. Right. Right. Uh, let's Heaven see. forbid that with ten thousand plus dollars of equipment in here, we have no means of playing a it's DVD. It's a DVD. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a DVD. That's that's old media. <laughs> Um, next. I used to wear an onion I used to wear on, my onion belt. on my belt. I it was the fashion. Yes. We used to watch DVDs. That's back what we watched in, then. Back in 19-dickety-two. <laughs> yes. Um, next up, Joseph Kerno says, Draft Day is an underrated sports movie. Total buy. Yeah, buy. Yep. It, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I was a little disappointed at the time because I was so hyped about it. But I just watched it again right before this draft. You were so hyped about draft Dude, you Day? Dude, you know I love the draft. Freaking I'm, love the draft. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So I just it it was more melodrama, you know. Like I'm like, okay, dude, I don't care about your dad's ashes and your mom and your girlfriend. I just want to know what's going on with the football team. Did you think <laughs> was just going to happen? I thought it was just going to be like two hours on the draft. I don't care about all that other stuff, man. Those are all imaginary. All right. Those aren't real people. Your dad didn't really die. Get back to the get back to the scouting. That's what I want to see. You know. That's why I'm here. You thought it was like made by NFL films or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I expected two hours of like a hardcore draft. Uh, you yeah. are, you are Instead, so you get about 45 minutes. Okay. Next up, Steve, Joplin Steve says, top 10 comedy movies of the 1980s. Now, this would better be. This is an ambitious attempt, good. an ambitious attempt here. Okay. Number 10, Major League. Oh, I'll buy that. I'll buy. Yeah. Number nine, A Fish Called Wanda. I've this is a that. boss. That's a very, decision. very good movie. I mean, this is a laugh out loud funny film kevin yes. klein um john cleese john cleese uh jamie, jamie lee, lee curtis. curtis in fact i might have to go back and watch it again it, that movie that dude it's been a long that's time. a who was that joplin, joplin? steve 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 that is a quality he's got pull. eight more to go you a can. quality <laughs> pull all right well done number eight the princess bride that's Bye. a that's a transcendent classic yes number seven trading places Bye. now i wouldn't put it ahead of the princess bride but i'm totally it, it absolutely belongs on the list you bet yep. number six national lampoons oh. christian uh, not christian <laughs> christmas vacation absolute Bye. absolute is, friggin okay, classic halfway home dude steve park it Land the plane, Steve. <laughs> no, Steve, protect your hearts. Uh, number five, the Blues Brothers. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think it's 
it, it's too over, high on the list, I but I'm okay with the list. I think it's overrated, but I'm that's a personal thing. Obviously, yep. it's a cult classic. Yep. Number four, planes, trains, and automobiles. I would not rate it higher than either Major League or or Christmas Vacation, but it absolutely belongs yes. on the list. Bye. No question. Yes. Number three, oh Airplane. Gosh. Oh, I mean, you're talking about one of the most quoted films yes. of all time. So, yes. yes. N- number two, Naked Gun. I I freaking love Naked Gun. There was a period okay. of time, there was a whole year where my peers and I- That's, we, we did it too. It was our language. We watched that film just, over and over again. I mean, when Leslie Nielsen bust out in the national anthem, he just starts humming the words because yes. he forgot them. Yes. Freaking classic. Airplane, yes. I just did a gif- uh, a couple of days ago, responding to somebody who said, "Yes, stewardess, I speak jive." I mean, I, this is in my DNA. These yes. movies, yes. yes. Uh, number two, the well, naked we did naked gun scene. Yeah, okay. Yet. So number one is Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, dude, I know that might be the that might be the strongest list that's ever been presented in the history of Bias Other Hold. I agree. I mean, you you earn you earn some real '80s street cred with that. Very well done. Yes. He wanted to stick it so bad. Like we we will allow the dude code allows for like one out of nowhere mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. but he did he's like this nope. is so important I'm not risking that's it. right that's, that's right yeah. and I I knew when we got to a fish called Wanda that this was an inflection point that either this was a this was a bad moon rising that it was just going to go off the rails from there okay or that this was a sign that this was going to be a next level maybe list. He and th- it was thankfully the latter maybe he thought in. That fish called Wanda was his kind of weird esoteric weapon, but it's, it's clearly there for us too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a very, very underrated film. Yes. Next, we will go to EC, who says retailers in the U.S. will do a full send on vaccine passports before Christmas. Their overlords will demand it. So, are we saying in order to get into the stores? Exactly. See, I'm selling. I'm going to sell. That's a bread and circus thing. And then we're seeing that right now. I mean, people are getting increasingly crazy on one side. But if it was nearly even half as bad as they say it is, these stadiums couldn't happen without the ash. Agreed. So it's all. I mean, look at look at the state of Oregon, which has been one of the one of maybe the worst COVID stand state in the union. If we if we if we ranked them, if we had that list on buy, sell or hold and or top five worst COVID stand states. Oregon would have to be on yeah. the list, correct? Even they are like, yes, you have to be fully vaccinated, but you can also show a negative test from the last 72 hours. Yes. Even they, with their bread and circus there, filling up outs and stadium for Oregon football are still kind of like, Did you see yes. UCLA the other night as well? Yes. Yes, you must be vaccinated to get in, but you can also show a negative COVID yeah. test. Yeah. So if, if, if they're hedging in Oregon on some of this, then I, I think that is a bridge too far. I will, particularly with, you know, let me tell you, you know what you know what I'd be doing if I was Jeff Bezos? I would be paying for lobbyists to lobby for that policy. Because do you know how much more money I would make? People just like, screw that noise. I'll just stay home and order, do Christmas shopping on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? I, you, I can't go don't, into the stores. I'll just stay home and do this all online. Screw you. Ideas. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have spoken no, that one into the ether. No, My bad. No, 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 no. Forget that I said that. Thank you. Said is what? this on? Indeed. Uh, next up, Paul. This one is pretty interesting. The average conservative knows the names of more people who have been banned from Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube in the last six months than of people who have died from COVID in the last 20 months. I'll buy it. I'll completely buy that. Yeah. Absolutely. I will, particularly because, I mean, you're talking about, there's like... Even if you're un, if you're even if we assume all deaths in the U.S. currently are vaccinated, what is it? Point 
0.004% odds of you of, of, of if you're unvaccinated that you will die of COVID in a given day? Is that what I figured out it was? Was it 0.004 or 0004? I can't ever remember, but it's 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 either three tenths yes. of a zeros or two, which is still fairly insignificant. So, but the odds that you know who Alex Jones is, that you know who, you know, you've heard of the, uh, or who, who else out there that's been that's been banned or suspended or anything of that nature is far higher given given um, the totality of the data set there. So I will absolutely buy that. You bet. Wait, what says Todd chuckling in the background is better than Aaron snickering in the background? Well, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll, I'll sell because that's what I can't I told you before. I can't see Aaron. He's behind a computer. So if and if the camera's not on him, it's just this disembodied snicker. I I love that. It's fantastic. I I kind of think it. I, I don't know. Snickering's snottier, so I'll probably buy that. But I I, I to me, I think it's really on a case by case basis, right? Like what's causing you to laugh, or what's causing him to snicker, right? Like if yes. I, like if I also find it funny, then I'm with you on the laugh. If I am on the op, if I'm the cause of his snickering, I don't like the snickering, right? Yes. Isn't that how it kind of works? I think so. All right. You have more buy, sell, or hold? Because we got another segment to go here. All right. We'll get to more buy, sell, or hold here on the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV here in a moment. So let's say, you know, think of nerve-wracking situations in life. First date, public speaking. Um, wasps. Yes, uh, wasps in your wasps. office. Yeah, yeah, that you're deadly allergic to. Yes. Um, I mean, let me just think. Um, one just came to mind. Uh, caught on national television lying under oath to the United States Congress. I mean, I know that seems kind of like an obscure, you know, take, but I mean, that, that, that I mean, if that were to happen to you, that, that could be a, an event. Hair raising? Yeah, sure. Sure. And then especially how about if you were to say, be called to testify under oath to explain yourself going in, knowing that you know that they know and they know that you know that you lied the last time you were there, right? And, and the last thing you want to do is you're thinking up your new lies, I'm sorry, uh, explanations for why you would... Yeah, to get yourself out of this situation, you start showing perspiration, you're pitting out. Those can be kind of tells, right? That, That's a pickle, Steve. That, that is, right? So if you know anyone whatsoever, or maybe this could just by happenstance happen to you, particularly if you worked at the National Institutes of Health, that you may have been called lying under oath on national TV to the United States Congress, and you could be called to subsequent testimony to explain yourself, or it's just for you a first date or public speaking, whatever it may be. Check out our friends over at Sweatblock, stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply their wipes uh, to those dreaded pits right before bedtime, get up the next morning, shower, do your thing, and you should be go good to go for days. One or two wipes can last for an entire week. All right, sounds too good to be true? Well, 
It's not. In fact, they have other products there too. Uh, I've used the deodorant. It's outstanding. I've tested it uh, recently on a couple of the hot August days when I knew I was going to be out and about quite a bit, and it held it held up uh, just fine. Thank you very much. Uh, they've got uh, deodorant lotions and everything you're looking for when you go to sweatblock.com. Use my last name Dace as your promo code D E A C E. Hey, going to a football game this weekend? Still kind of hot out there. And then maybe you guys want to grab, you know, something, some food or anything else. You're like, man, I'm going to be all sweaty and everything else. Now's a great time to try this product. All right. Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, to get 20% off. 20% off with the promo code DACE at sweatblock.com. Let's continue on with more Buy, Seller, Hold, Aaron. We'll go now to Gemini. 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 I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not a pagan. I don't. Uh, I don't have my. Oh come on! I don't have my astrological signs down. Jeez, um, <laughs> oh that's that's some kind of Jesus juke right there. Holy cow! Uh, the cost of health insurance for the unvaccinated will be unaffordable if they even let us have it. Sell. I'll buy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I think this gets pushed as far. Well, first of all, guys, they're already hedging on a lot of this quite a bit. I mean, two months ago, the White House was talking about uh, vaccine passports for interstate travel, and now the University of Oregon won't even impose unilateral vaccine passport to go to a football game in one of the worst COVID stand states in the country. So there has already been some hedging on this over the last couple of months. Fair? Yes. Yes. And we have any, and, and we are coming up here, as we've already discussed in this segment, within the next month, some of these things with fire departments and police departments and health departments in, in major cities are going to reach ahead here. So... I, do I think they would like to do things like this? Well, I mean, I think they'd like to do all kinds of things, even worse than this if they could. And But I think they've wanted to do all kinds of things worse than this for a long time. And then ultimately it comes up to where is the level of resistance that either A, we no longer want to tolerate, or, or, or B, we don't want to accept the cost of, because now it's like you were saying with the malls last time around. Mm-hmm. Now it goes to, you know, my bottom line. And, I, and, and I'm telling you guys, we're about five minutes away from someone making the case that this is racist. It's not even close. The the subgroup of adults in America that are least vaccinated, and it is not even close, is black America. It's not even close. So you got Jimmy Kimmel out there saying last night, deny ICU beds to the unvaccinated. He's basically articulating a racist policy. And at some point in time, some race hustlers that get paid to, 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 finagle a lot faker alleged racism than that are good i just think there's a lot more resistance to this already than they anticipated they've already walked back several things already okay so i i just don't think that there's that they have the the clearance to go that far so i will sell and you are right there's this coming and going of the crazy in various places but in Real time right now, while the examples you're talking about are happening, we still have Australia. We have Rutgers University saying an unvaccinated guy can't even take classes online. Mm-hmm. That's just, they just hate you. Yes. And, and that, again, we are dealing with 
a level of mental illness combined with malevolence. Listen, we're going to be dealing with for the next decade, Steve. They're not going to stop. I would argue we've been dealing with this for the last few decades. It just has been... It's, well, it just it's continues to, to reach newer yes. and newer crescendos. Yes. And this is just the, the highest crescendo via COVID that we have seen yes. yet. Yeah. Next up, we have a submission in the form of a haiku from Mandalorian Patriots. Nice. Favreau and Filoni will save Star Wars from woke Disney. I mean, I, I will buy that in some respects that's kind of already happening. You don't hear the name Kathleen Kennedy Townsend nearly as much as you used to. Um, so I, I, I would buy on some level Gina Carano notwithstanding and what happened with her, but I, I would, I would buy that that was already well, that's, occurring. That's quite a notwithstanding though. That's, that's something. Yeah. I don't think, no way. I don't think they're capable of doing it. We, we, we had this discussion before quite a while ago, I think right after the second season uh, ended. I, I don't, I think they're drunk on it. And I think Gina Carano is how, you know, and that's one series and they, what they laid out the whole, I mean, there's tons of shows coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's trouble. Okay. I, I just, having consumed the post-Jedi post trilogy content, the stuff that's come after, that they've produced after the the end of the, uh, you know, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and The Rise of Skywalker, the content that's come out after that, you know, it just on, on no level has been wokey or anything really at all. There, you you have the outlier of the Gina Carano controversy, what they did with her, which was garbage. But within the content realm itself has not been littered with wokeyness whatsoever that I've seen. I've, and I've watched it all. So, But I think that's how you know they're going there. Why, If they're not going there, why fire? Who cares? They're, they're just setting down a marker of who's going to get to Why haven't they gone there then already, do you think? What? Why, how come they haven't been doing it after they fired her? Why didn't they just, you know, go no, full No, because this has to do with what we were talking It's the Christmas, it's the bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. They needed to have a pretty damn good circus after the crap that everybody mm-hmm. watched in the last See, trilogy. that's why I think they won't. Yeah. I think, I actually think they do it this way because get rid of her to appease the woke gods and then you just go right back to doing the content that you want to do within the white lines. But I guess we'll find out. That's why they play the games. Next up. Peculiar Baptist says fewer than 30% of fully vaccinated folks in the USA will opt for the boosters. Um, I think that might be a little low, but I again agree with your... Is it is it less than 50%? I, I think it's going to probably be right around there, uh, if I had to guess. Um, but I mean, now you've got the world... See, here, here... You've got the World Health Organization just about an hour ago, demanding countries not issue any more boosters for the rest of this year. Now, their rationale for doing so, though, this is why I hedge. Because if their rationale was efficacy, I I mean, the spirit of the age driving and propelling this doesn't care about efficacy or side effects, doesn't doesn't care, okay? But they're doing it on the basis of, of woke language, that, that, that rich, developed countries are exhausting the vaccine supply at the, exist, at, 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 the, I'm sorry, at the expense of poorer countries, meaning that rich countries, Israel, the United States, they want to do three, four boost, third and fourth shots before we've you know, injected everybody in Kenya, okay, one time. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I do think, 
which I, I hate myself for saying, but it's what I know is believed to be true. I shouldn't say no. It's what I believe to be true. I actually think that wokey language is a more effective deterrent against, because the same spirit of the age impulse that drives people, I just, I just, you know, inject me every week with these things. They're great. Okay. Um, that's the same impulse that responds to this kind of language. Oh, wow. I mean, somebody's going to die in Cambodia because I got my sixth shot. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I could just wear another mask. And so I, I don't know what happens when uh, when worlds collide and you kill independent George. I, I, I don't know when the woke vaccine gets attacked for not being woke enough because it's it's putting people to sleep in less developed parts of the world. I, I don't know what happens when these two things. Co- I, I know this. That. It, the number would be 30% or the number would be much higher than that 30% if it was just about efficacy and side effect issues. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think the people that are fully in, there's two kinds of people that are fully vaccinated in America. People who got, who got into this early believing that they were, a, you know, a savior, which I don't blame you for thinking that way in January, February, and March. And then people who do this because they view it as, you know, their duty as a, as a member of the global community. That, now, but here's the thing. I don't know which of those two groups is greater than the other. Amongst that first group, they're going to be far less inclined to get injected again. That second group, dude, you can inject them in the foot. You can, in, dude, they'll let Lindsey Graham inject them in the butt. Ooh. They'll let you inject over and over and over again if you would like, okay? I mean, they, they can't get enough of the virtue of vaccine. I just don't know which of those two groups is larger, you know? So you want that booster shot right on a butt cheek, a face cheek, you know, and an elbow, you know? I mean, they, 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 they are, look, they can't get, wait to get re-injected. They're in line at Walmart every day to get re-injected, okay? Um, I just don't know which group is bigger than the other one. I agree it won't be a majority. I agree with that. So it, I'll buy. It will be a majority. You think it will be? It will be. This is the magical thinking of uh, vaccines. So you think the second group I mentioned that just wants to get injected over and over again, you think that's by far the bigger group? We've been so well trained on vaccination in general, it's going to be more than 50%. Okay. If if that's true, then you'll be right. And if it's it's true that most of the people that got vaccinated just did it early on, then he'll be right. I want to be you to be right about this as much as I don't know what the I just said I don't know what it is but I want you to because if that happens that's a pair a potential paradigm shift in a lot of fundamental ways next up Joe Heim says the quote easy on the tummy violates the dude code (laughs) now we could have can I can I can you indulge me for one second why not we could have a serious conversation about calling your stomach tummy if this submission was not phrased as a question why are you asking a question this is supposed to be a statement this sounds like you're unsure of yourself joe himes which is in and of itself a violation of the dude code so we can't even have i mean this is like getting tossed out on uh, on a technicality out of out of court so i'm sorry joe well i think this guy has because he's going across he's going across the middle but he's got some alligator arms. He yeah. doesn't know what's coming. Yeah. Calling is, it the tummy is yeah. a violation of the dude code. We have been derelict in our duty, Todd, know. to confront Steve with this. But phrasing this as a question, that's just not going to get the job done. Here's why I will say it isn't. My man. Here's why I will say it isn't. If he said it 
within the context of what we're doing here now, it would be. But he only says it when he's paying the bills, and I'm riding those coattails. So the cat, the, the check clears. So if, if you know, Steve you, when you have walked in here, can you imagine if man my tummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you when you when you raise little girls, there's certain phrases like tummy and a few other things that just become part of your everyday lexicon for about eight or nine years, if not 10, then, and then ultimately it just kind of becomes kind of habit, you know? So I'm okay. not, I am, I am not okay. ashamed. Okay. And you know what? If you're a doom prepper, you shouldn't be ashamed either. After all, we just went through a year where there was no TP for your bunghole. So therefore, if the next time it couldn't happen here happens here and it turns out to be food, Instead of two-ply, make sure you are prepared with our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Their food is specially packaged to stay fresh for up to 25 years with proper storage so that when they're done driving inflation to food lines, everybody else is waiting in line, you're going to be eating uh, three square meals a day, plus drinks, plus snacks, a total of 2,000 plus calories. You won't go hungry, that's for sure, and they won't show up with the do prepper van to drop off the food. Right? Won't like, won't like have sirens and doom prepper on the side. And, you know, just show up like any other package. And then you make sure you properly store it. And you know you have the peace of mind to be prepared. And you can get a four week food supply of emergency food that is for each person in your family with a $50, with a $50 discount. When you go to preparewithdace.com, $50 off. Preparewithdace, D E A C E, preparewithdace.com. You want to say something, Todd? No. Do we got one more or do we have time? Uh, yeah, one more. Uh, Iowa State beats Iowa by 10 plus. This is from Left Behind Biden. I'm going to buy. I'll buy as well. You know why I'm going to buy? I heard a stat yesterday uh, driving around. First time in a long time I've listened to uh, local sports talk radio. I just had not had a chance to do it much. But I thought, you know what? I, I thought I'd never live to see the day Iowa and Iowa State were both in the top 10. So I'm going to tune in to some of my old sports stations I used to work at. And I heard a stat that blew me away. That Iowa has not committed a turnover in this game in five years. Is that true? That they have that not committed it. That can't be true. So it was either that Iowa hasn't committed a turnover or hasn't committed lost the tr- turnover battle yeah. in five years. Either I, I one of those numbers, though. Either one of those numbers is incredible. That is where you, to me, I'm especially a week after you. Now you see, so you give a handicapper like me a stat like that. A week after I see that team gets two pick sixes, and if you watch the game, they yeah. could have probably had two or three more. I just that's to me. I'm looking at that's a heavy trend regression of the mean to me. So I'm gonna if I'm playing if I'm playing I'm laying with Iowa Plus, State. This is existential. He has to win. I don't even think he's gonna be here much longer. Take my Campbell. Campbell because of yeah. what's going on with the Big Twelve. Yeah. This is and. He wants this. It ha- it has to happen now. If they lose, though, Iowa State fans will never admit, will never admit, the deep crushing loss that they will feel. Like you guys in Wisconsin games. We're back at it again tomorrow, noon to two Eastern. After Glenn back until then, John three seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.